Welcome in, listeners, to another episode of the Busby Babe podcast. Um, you're, I am your host, Colin Dams, uh, joined once again by Matt Barnes and uh, Nathan Heinchel. How's it going, boys? Hey, girl. Hey, it's, it's, it's going, dude. Very so, slowly, very painfully, but it's going. Yeah, much like uh, Manchester United's transfer window, it is slowly but surely getting along now. Uh, Donny van de Beek has been confirmed as Manchester Bean. United's... <laughs> For, do you want me to say Bayon? No, no, he is no, no, no. confirmed as uh, to to first transfer of the season, and um, he's in action as we speak uh, for the Netherlands right now. But he's got the physical done. Nah, isn't it over? And, uh, oh, maybe it is over. I don't know. It's over. I think Netherlands won. Oh well, cool. <laughs> Did he score? Sorry, I didn't mean to take away. No, he didn't. Okay. I know he wasn't starting, but Tear I up the contract. Yeah, it was a uh, Bergwin. Yeah, there was. I did see one tweet uh, of him trying to make a cross, and it just kind of went into the keeper's hands. And they were like, the guy was like, "Man, you know, he, he didn't start this guy." And uh, someone else retweeted that. It was like, "Wow, you spent. You're really actually like recording your TV right now, waiting for Van de Beek to make a mistake." So. Free real estate. Yeah, man. Living rent free. Oh God, dude. But yeah, this is uh, Matt and I were talking on Sunday, and it was this deal was basically happening as we I don't were talk recording. to you. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah, so we were getting updates about this deal, <laughs> and uh, we we talked a little oh, bit about how a midfield would look with Van de Beek in it, but for the most part, we both kind of agreed that he's not going to be a starter right away. And so I guess, Nathan, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, based on the on the money, if we want to have that argument, because, you know, there's going to have, there's going to be some people who are like, if he doesn't immediately start, you know, there's going to be some people who are like, we paid $40 million for him, why is he not starting? Um, I kind of like the idea, and I... I think it was the football ramble that was discussing the transfer earlier this week when I was listening to that podcast. And I'm kind of for the idea of us starting to impose our will a little bit more um, and just feeling comfortable having, you know, three offensive minded midfielders, um, especially when you've got Bruno Fernandez. And from what I've read, Donnie Vandebeek, they both have inc- incredibly high motors and, positionally they have awareness and so if somebody's going to play forward the other person can drop back and they're going to be able to provide coverage um for any of that missing space that starts to open up when somebody makes a move um i'm kind of into the idea of him starting uh you know ix it like you mentioned uh, right before we started recording uh it plays that kind of typical Dutch 4-3-3, so everybody's kind of expected to put, uh, pitch in all over the midfield if you are a midfielder. Um, it's If you want to go by FIFA, he was listed as a central defensive mid, uh, got a team of the season card, so it's just one of these things where I think he provides a he, – he's just a strong utility player who will um, actually finish shots, and he's a, he's a dangerous offensive player as much as he is somebody who will work in the midfield. Um and I like the idea of just having high motor guys. That's kind of what we've been hoping for Fred to be able to do. But the offensive part of Fred's game is not there uh, as great as he is playing kind of that more coverage role. So I 
To be fair, it was also in a role when like Pogba was still hurt. Like, yeah, like we did. He didn't also really have as much help. So I don't think like because I think he did like what like I think he does have like a good motor. I like that you. It's a very good way to say it because I agree that that's that's what we need. But and I think the difference is if you if you're to run run that midfield out of Bruno, Donny, and Paul. I think Jesus Christ. Just, just, I mean, I mean, offensively, like it is really there. Uh, yeah, and if you look at, I mean, people worry about having a CDM in that role, but if you look at the way that Liverpool and City play, you know, yeah, they get exposed on counterattacks and stuff like that, and they're def- neither of their. But that's why well, you can switch Liverpool's somebody. Liverpool's defense is very good, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> They score so many goals. It, it's yeah. almost worth it to take those risks, especially well, when you have the front three that we are looking like we have as well. Well, and then uh, DVDB uh, notched quite a few goals um, for Ajax. I mean, for, for mm-hmm. midfielder, I think he was... It's like 40 goals and 43 assists, I think, was uh, his Ajax stats throughout four years as a starter. Which is just a titillating return, uh, to be honest yeah. with you. And I, somebody else ran the numbers like... I think the majority of those goals were on uh, first-time shots. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, it's like he just – he knows how – he just puts his foot on it the way he needs to when he finishes. So it's like that's just very, very tantalizing. Um, he'll, if he gets in the box, if he wants to take a long-range shot, I mean – if also we also pretty big. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, just, I didn't realize he was so tall. He's six foot. Like, yeah. <laughs> when the rumors first started popping up, God, what were, when were we talking about this? Like March or uh, April with Polly? Uh, yeah, I think it was April because um, t- uh, we ran some sort of piece on it. It was mostly us and um, Real Madrid that he was being linked to, which apparently there was a deal in place for Real Madrid. So, you know, stole one from the Madridista. Yeah, and I, I, I think we were pretty relatively excited when the news first dropped, but we were just wondering with Real Madrid involved and all of that and not knowing what the Bruno Pogba midfield was even going to look like yet. We, yeah. we were tentative and we were all almost wondering if it was going to be a replacement signing for Pogba as much as it was like, Oh, maybe we're really building out this midfield. Um, I don't see any problem with it. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm super pumped about it. I think he's going to be a really good player. I just, just having a consistent, classy Dutch midfielder from Ajax. I, I, I don't know how, what, what could go wrong. Really right? good pedigree. Yeah. Like, yeah. which I don't want to base everything off of that, but like, I completely agree. Like, really well rounded. Like, to be honest, like he's part of Ajax, so and I know he wants like you know real game time. I don't know if Ole's like lying to the dude and telling him he's not gonna. You know, start like every game or whatever, but he's used to being on the bench because he's on Ajax, like right? They have like a mm-hmm. million people that play for them. <laughs> like yeah. they have kids yeah. come in like all the time. So it's just, dude, it's awesome. Like I really didn't believe it, like <laughs> until I saw I saw like a picture of him in the shirt. Until I saw him talking, like the interview in the shirt, and then I was like, oh okay. I Dream like Donnie. Like, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh and my God! Give me I, the tissues, man. The dream like Donnie stuff and like Edwin Vanderstar's yeah. letter. Like, oh, dude, there's just so much good yeah. feelings with the signing. Yeah, like, I, I'm very excited. Just good vibes, dude. dude it's, it, vibes. it's a good deal, yeah. and it was it was cheap, dude. Like, look at this, dude. Like, I I understand that like a lot of Manchester United fans like want like English players, but we really need to bring in some of this like European talent that we could like do Bruno, and now Donnie for how much? For like what eighty million? 
Yeah, That's I think insane, total, dude. including the That's add-ons, insane. which we haven't had to pay yet, it would yeah. be somewhere around 100 million pounds for both of them. But that's the price that was quoted Still. for James Madison. Still. Like, yeah, exactly. we got two better players than James Madison for the price of James Madison. Yeah. Well, we won't necessarily say better, but we got two right, very, yeah. very important pieces to our midfield who offer similar things to what Madison can offer for the price of what Madison would have cost us by it. Like we're not paying the English when tax. And that was playing. <laughs> that was a concern that I had way back in January when we were talking about transfers in Bruno it was like, yeah, Declan Rice seems like a fine player, but West Ham is going to expect if they're going to sell him within the Premier League. Million, 80 yeah. million. Yeah. Like, it, we definitely need to take advantage of the European market, dude. Cause okay and I don't know what we've been doing the last year, but. Yeah. You need to keep doing that shit. <laughs> Especially, too, when you see, like, a, a, I know a lot of people are going to say, like, Leeds overpaid for Rodrigo for, like, $40 million, but, like, for a backup striker, he's, uh, he'd be pretty good. Like, that kind of quality. I mean, what would happen if they tried to buy someone in the Premier League? Even, like, one of the relegated teams, if they tried to buy Josh King, they may have to pay around that price to, for Bournemouth to give them, you know, a 10-goal season striker. Yeah, it wasn't yeah I hope Josh King would be, Callum like, the Wilson. fourth player. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Josh King and Callum Wilson. Maybe Bournemouth should have taken those offers the last two Januarys <laughs> for those players. But yeah. um, now yeah. we could probably get Ryan Fraser on a free, right? <laughs> Polly's not here, so I can talk about why I think Ryan Fraser would be a steal on a free transfer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I wanted to run this by you guys as well. Uh, the idea of Donny Van de Beek actually playing further ahead of Bruno and Pogba in. Uh, the midfield because Bruno, as we've discussed, is a player that does like to drop back and get involved in the buildup of play. I think Van de Beek obviously would want to do that as well, but he's also a player that gets into the box a lot. Uh, most of his goals, as you guys said, they're first time opportunities and they're inside the area. They're not really That's from outside the box. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, and I remember the only time I really watched Ajax for an extended period was when they were in the Champions League, eighteen uh, nineteen, and. The, the goals that he scored against Tottenham were almost like strikers' goals. Yeah, yeah no, nah, dude, I, he can smack it. For sure. Sorry, go ahead, Nate. Wait, um, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. I, it, I almost wonder if it puts Bruno in a little bit more of his comfort zone. I mean, you know, Bruno's not, like, a classic CDM, uh, but he's got the work rate. He can provide mm-hmm. coverage. And I think Bruno wants to be in that position where – Maybe he's not pulling the strings as far back as Pogba, where he's like lacing a ball 60 yards down the pitch. But, you know, Bruno wants to play that forward pass, you know, right, just mm-hmm. glide it right across the grass up to Martial or somebody who's making a run. And, I mean, Bruno would make runs into the box, but I think Bruno would much rather create some space with a pass, all of a sudden have the ball laid back to him, and then he's ripping a shot from outside the box. And so I almost wonder if maybe him sitting far, a little bit farther back and letting uh, Van de Beek kind of take the lead up front from a midfield perspective. I wonder if maybe that's a, a more potent combo for the offense when we're trying to score from, you know, more centrally. Or that could be an option for us to actually have if if we get Sancho. I mean, that's an option for Greenwood playing in that fourth spot, too. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what's crazy is that we're finally starting to see hopefully depth right like i also think that we we could be able to play uh bruno pogba and donny like wherever you know and interchangeable just like you know our forward players do i mean with getting to the point where they trust each other of course but 
this is why I also think that getting like a center back is kind of important because if we get thing is, is that like, it's nice to have Matic patrolling the back four, but if we just have a back two, that's really organized and we have, a, we have somebody that's got, you know, a little bit more speed on them than, than Maguire and Lindelof, something that helps cover. We maybe don't need that CDM as bad. And we could start to see like all out goals, <laughs> you know, like all out <laughs> attack, you know, like, yeah. Uh, but like the, I also like Donnie because of the, the the competition everywhere. Yeah, is, is always good. Yep. Is always good because like, man, if you look at it and just go through the Sir Alex teams, dude. Like there's just there's crazy depth. Like in the Champions, like Sheringham and uh and and uh, Solskjaer were on the bench, dude. Like in that game, in that in that Champions League game, like that's. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we yeah. need. We need to get back to there. It's, you know. Yeah, I think the, day, the the fee is similar to Bruno. It's like if if he comes on and just kicks ass, you're like, wow, we just got this dude for you know 40 million pounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, take that IX. Like we just stole this player from you. And you know if if it doesn't quite come to fruition, and instead he's just a very competent squad player who's still getting. 40 appearances under his belt because we're in four competitions. Um, it, but he's not a liability when he comes into the game. Once again, 40 million pounds for a midfielder of that, you know, talent and pedigree is money well spent. Like, I don't... hundred percent, uh, my guy. <laughs> yeah, un- unless he just comes out and just sucks ass. Like, if he just comes and Sanchez's it, like, 40 million is nothing it, it, in today's market. Even with COVID, 40 million for a good midfielder that... A, team like real madrid was looking at and was seriously trying to buy I think also sanchez was on the bench earning 400k a week <laughs> like yeah like not doing anything yeah. and earning 400k no i i think van de beek checks all the boxes he, he's young he's a midfielder he either provides depth or he's the next great starter for us and uh the only thing the only box he doesn't check is he's not english but once again why would I care? I'm an American, so, but, <laughs> right. you know, yep. from the scouting office, I know there's been a little bit of an, inf- uh, uh, they've been looking to do that, but I don't, I don't think it's, it matters that much. There's yep. plenty of English players on Manchester United. Which is why we need Sancho. Wake up. <laughs> like, <laughs> golly. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, in the middle of the night, uh, Brent tweeting, or no, posting in the uh, Slack channel this uh, clip where Jaden Sancho is asked if he watches MLS, and he's like, yeah, of course, uh, you know, I got to watch Wayne Rooney. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, heard I, that. I tweeted like right after, you know, what is taking so long? <laughs> <laughs> this man is drinking coffee at midnight in Germany so that he can watch Wayne Rooney. Of course, he's a red. He was at City just for the, you know, the next step or whatever. This man wants Manchester United. One of us, and also shout out to Brent because I think that was relatively late for him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, East Coast time. I think it was like 1 a.m. He sent that. Yeah, I couldn't even believe I was up. I was like, wait. Brent's posting in the Slack right now. This is this is Colin and Nathan time right now. Maybe Brent plays League uh, League of Legends. Maybe. Jesus. Yeah, I totally. I totally. Yeah, one one o'clock really late. Yeah. <laughs> to totally play League of Legends. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, yes. Vandebeek, so yeah. A plus. Love yeah. it. I love big, a plus all around. It's also good. shout outs to him for uh, his number choice too. The story of. Um, um, his friend and teammate on IX yeah. that had the the heart condition and woke up from a coma, 
Um, yeah. He's playing the season of tribute. Also, um, I mean, it's Shaq's number, so that's pretty dope. So. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. This Nathan gives this signing a slam dunk. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Break the glass. This is, this is a slam dunk <laughs> signing right here. Cringe. Uh, uh, so, signing. um, <laughs> on the Jaden Sancho front, uh, the latest news has been, or I think the report yesterday was that Ed Woodward and Ole are willing to back out of talks, um, which Bullshit. at, the, at that stage with Bruno Fernandez was about three or four days before the signing was completed. So maybe this is a good sign. I don't so, think it'll happen until international break is over. But yeah. I also think that I I just think like it's really hard for United to walk away from this deal just from a PR standpoint. Like like the vibes are so bad. Like you have told the entire world we want this player. And Dortmund has said like you know all of the details kind of came up like oh Sancho actually had another year on his contract that we didn't know about. Like United had to have known that. Like Dortmund told them that, and they well, knew Sancho, how much money yeah. they wanted. He, he signed a new contract last summer. Yeah, and it they, was fully Dortmund expecting the next summer after to be the one where he leaves. That yeah. extra year on his contract is like when you watch the home renovation show, and halfway through the episode after they started the renovation, they're like, "Oh shit, we found something wrong with the foundation, and we're gonna have to get rid of this one thing you're really excited about because <laughs> we got to pe- sp- spend ten grand to fix the foundation." You knew that when you bought the house and you just needed, like, the drama for the episode. Like, they knew about that contract. That's, yeah. yeah. That, that's not a surprise. Yeah, no, it's not at all. Like, United know how much money they need to pay. They just need to suck it up and do it. And yeah. I think And they literally will. just did that with Donnie Vanderbeek. Edwin yeah. Vanderbeek's like, I'll do it for yeah. $40 million. And they're like, word, let's do that. <laughs> that That is just our G-Goat doing us a solid right there. Yeah. Shout outs. For real, oh. dude. But it, I, I know this doesn't push the needle, and it's not going to get clicks. And if you quote me using it, it nobody's going to listen to this podcast. But I don't know. Ask me the night before the transfer window closes if Sancho's not signed yet, if I'm worried about this deal going through. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm just chilling right now. I'm not going to let myself get upset over it because at the oh, end Oh, I am the, very upset. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I... I couldn't give two shits how many signings Chelsea's made. Like they still have oh, yeah, the goal. That. Like people are freaking out over Chelsea. They're like, cause they just signed Havertz as like, they've made it official since we've uh, signed on and started recording this podcast, I believe. But yeah. it, I just don't care. Like they still haven't really fixed their defensive problems. Am I worried about Tiago Silva and Rudiger on their back line? No. Um, it, ben Chilwell, slight upgrade over Marcus Alonso. Once again, don't care. Um, that that defense is going to be vulnerable next year. So they can have all the weapons in the world. If they can't defend, they're just going to be Manchester yeah. City this year. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and well, so like Manchester South- City still finished second this year. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, were they really that good? I mean, really, we beat them three times. Yeah, our you're team right. Was, our team was not good this year, and that's 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 just straight facts. Um, I don't know. I. Just, I'm not worried about it. I am not worried about it. I am chilling. It's also because I'm so stressed out at work with my own job with the team that I work for because <laughs> uh, we are in season. So maybe I'm just not glued into Manchester United Twitter 24 seven. But yeah, if it's when's the thing over, like October 10th, if it's October 9th, and he hasn't been announced yet. 
then I'll worry. Yeah, I, and we also have uh, two or three weeks until our season starts as well, because yeah. the, the Premier League comes back on September 12th, but our first game back is going to be the 20th, I think. Yeah. So still plenty of time, and it, I think he's the kind of player you could probably bring in the week of. I think we, I think we get month. him. It's I think it's pretty similar to the Pogba deal. It's like, you know, I mean, it's it's going to take time. Am I, like, worried? Like, no, because I, I do think we're going to get him. I think it's just taken a while. And also, I really do think, uh, I mean, granted, do I have stock in Manchester United? No, but I do think Emotional stock. that if Sancho doesn't sign, there's going, like, it's going to be, like, really uneasy among the fan base. And I just don't think that they'll do that with them letting everybody know that they're going after Sancho. It's just like, the, I'm telling you, it's just like the Pogba deal. I think it's going to take a bit, yeah. but I think it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's a match made in heaven too. Like Sancho wants to come here. Why would he say something about Wayne Rooney? Like he could it's say something about fan. any, yeah. any England legend, dude. He could say literally, like, I mean, I know they, you know, specifically asked MLS, but he could have just said, yeah, I do like watching the MLS. Not like, yeah, I watch like watching the MLS and Wayne Rooney. Like right. he was being watch very Mike specific. Like Sancho knew what he was doing. Like your boy is smart. I yeah, also don't think that he's Rashford on the gram. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's calculated. It's yeah. I mean, they they, they, they know a Nike up. ad together, bro. They yeah. posted it. At the same like second. Like, like yeah, this just, is like, like the third time they've done this this summer as well, because yeah. every time there's something posted with England, the, the two of them are like, OK, I'm going to post five pictures on Instagram and this one's going to be the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all deliberate. It, I mean, this is what keeps the the machine rolling. It, I'm sure it's probably like the Manchester Evening News that's telling United to like string this out. So that way they just like can get more clicks. But. No, it, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I, right now, we're just in the middle of the same negotiation tactic that we took with McGuire, where Lester said, we want 80, and we said, well, how about 40? And they're like, we want 80. And so then we said, well, how about 50? And they said, no, we still want 80. We're going to pay Also, it. it gets so complicated with add-ons, too, and you know how we love our add-ons. So yeah. it takes it even longer. Like, it's crazy. Fuck it. Tell tell Dortmund we're going to pay. We'll pay 50 million for Sancho if he makes the Ballon d'Or. Like if he wins it, because once again, <laughs> good problem to have. If Sancho's winning the Ballon d'Or, yeah. chances are we have collected several trophies and we can yeah. cover that. Like that ain't no thing. Yeah, I, I I'd pay a hundred million. Yeah, if he but won the, dude, the but like, but like Dortmund are bitches, dude. Like they don't, they're not gonna do that because they're like, they're like, um, let's do like eighty plus like twenty next year, and they're like, nah, let's do like ninety plus twenty next year, <laughs> and Ed's just like, mm, nah, let's do like. 86 this year and we'll yeah. give you like 14 next year and they're like no 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 <laughs> and they just go back and forth and back and they're forth gonna... and Dortmund are, Dortmund are just like 100 million 100 million 100 million 100 million or like whatever the the conversion rate is like Dortmund is gonna back out of this deal now because Matt called them bitches on our podcast thrown <laughs> <laughs> right. it they, the one thing I yo, will if say, they though, did, do you know, if they did that, like, <laughs> Matt, it's on site. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. Um, yeah, the only thing that does make me worried about the whole thing, the only thing that concerns me in the back of my mind, if United does not sign Jaden Sancho this transfer window, I don't think we get him. Oh, hell no. Because you're giving too many over, teams an opportunity dude. to, like, find no. some money under the couch. Like, get it done. I mean, it's just it, like De Gea and the fax machine. 
<laughs> like all those years ago, dude. Like, and oh. De Gea has not gone anywhere. And you hear like little things here and there, but nope. Yeah, and this is another situation where uh, the the way that things are now, they're gonna try and have the season still be at around the one third or midway point in January uh, by squeezing all these fixtures together. Do you guys think that there is going to be a January transfer window, like as we know it, existing uh, this season? Because I mean, yeah, I'd be super cool with them not even doing it because. I hate the January transfer window. Nothing happens until like the last day. We sit here and we waste too much brain power and get too worked up over it. Nah, we got Bruno. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah. And then we screwed it up in the summer, Sanchez. but I don't give a shit. We got Bruno yeah. in January. Well, that's, I mean, I, I know I we did, got Alexis um, Sanchez in January, but that's yeah, also yeah. because Mourinho's just... Just... Yeah. just Respect. Fucking Respect. Hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> There, uh, there was a piece I did, I think, last season during the January window. It was like our five best and our five worst. And it, I didn't realize that Andy Cole actually joined uh, United during the January window, uh, as did Luis Saha. Yeah. So, Noted you know. Noted good player. <laughs> yes. We have done <laughs> there, good business. We right? have some but. good history in January, Nathan. <laughs> but, yeah, this, um, I, I guess that kind of leads in well to the next point because – uh, Manchester United were reported earlier this week after Van de Beek was all but confirmed. Um, they wanted to sign four players, one of them Van de Beek, uh, then Jaden Sancho. They're also looking at a center back and a backup striker. Um, but the reason January might be kind of important for us is because Odio Nigalo's loan uh, goes till to was December through January 30th. So he is oh. a United player up through, yeah, January 30th, 2021, oh, which gives okay. us a whole... Josh King, baby. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, they're not looking for a backup striker. They're looking for Josh King. Like, there's no, like, he's looking for, like, someone in, like, like La Liga or Portugal or something. No, he's looking for Josh King. That's who he wants. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really been linked with anyone else, which kind of makes me think that Ollie's just going to wait until January and try and... You know, make sure we get a center back and Jaden Sancho in the next couple weeks, uh, rather than trying to squeeze in th- a third. And I'm cool that with that. Well. Hey, when we bring in Sancho, then all of a sudden it's like our backup striker's Mason Greenwood. Man, yeah. what a problem we have. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, no, I'm not worried. Backup winger as well. He can play. Uh, obviously, he plays right forward for us right now, but he could probably play left forward as well if Rashford goes out. And if you bring in Josh King, that's another player that, you know, plays all across that front line. So, you know, versatility for days. Yep. Yeah, dude. Finally, we're not, like, scared of, like, any anybody in any competition. And that's going to be so important. Like, we've talked about fatigue. Like, yeah. like we've kind of had an unfortunate run because we had all these years of Mourinho. And Colin and I talked about this, like, for forever is that like we just don't run as much as like the other teams did so when Ole came in you know we're tired and then you know we've, we're changing the style and it's always like first year and we're still like kind of like eh like we banged up with a lot of injuries and then coronavirus happens and then it's just like it's just been like a nightmare the last couple of years of us not being able to just be like very fit and very like fresh you know, Wait, you mean and our, so it's our forwards be... playing as wingbacks would uh, <laughs> tucker them out? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and so also just, so mad. <laughs> I mean, the ability to trust more than what ten players 
in your squad to yeah. be able to do their job regularly is a luxury United has not 12. had in a while. Yeah, yeah, now we have 12 that we can trust. <laughs> uh, Actually, one, one thing you forgot, Mr. Host, that uh, has re-hit the news again this week. I think there might be something to this Regulon deal. Yeah, so Which I guess we can, I would about love. Uh, oh, uh, Sergio yeah. Regulon, the uh, he was on loan at Sevilla, uh, and you know gave Aaron Wambasaka nightmares. Uh, probably the only game this season that that actually happened. And uh, a Real Madrid player that they, you know, that club has so many players out on loan that they have been trying to get rid of. And uh, he's someone who can bring in a pretty nice fee for them. So bad they're selling Hamas to. To freaking Everton, <laughs> like, like they want to get rid of players so bad. That's I I am a huge hilarious. fan of the old adage: if you can't beat them, sign them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd be sick. He'd be he'd be unreal on that left side, especially with Rashford. The pace we would have on that side of the pitch, Jesus Christ. I I know, Polly and uh, Suede posted uh, an article earlier this was it this week or last weekend uh, about Luke Shaw about how he's, you know, he's good enough for now. And I agree. I think, you know, what he's shown us when he's healthy is, you know, he's definitely a serviceable left back and he makes he's really Rashford good a little bit center better. Back. Kind of, yeah. But if we, if we want to play three, is, th- uh, three back. Always healthy. No, <laughs> so he's not. <laughs> that's kind of the benefit of bringing in a left back is that you maybe don't have to upset anyone. I mean, other than Brandon Williams, of course, but he would still play in cup games. But if you bring He's in another with bangs, left, man. <laughs> yeah. If if you bring yeah. in this this other left back that can challenge Luke Shaw, you don't only have, you know, more depth at a position, but probably you have a more reliable option than what Luke Shaw gives you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we're talking about maybe Brandon Williams playing backup right back. Just I, mm-hmm. I think he might be a little bit more comfortable being right footed yeah. over there. And oh my God, if we can get yeah, because he let that goal in against Sevilla. (laughs) With us playing in the Champions League, like if Aaron Wan Bissaka could take like a a Wednesday, well maybe not a Wednesday night off, but some random like Saturday or Sunday FA Cup game or League Cup game, I don't think that hurts us. I think he might even prefer it after the amount of games he played this year. Yeah, it's very very clear that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does not like Diogo (laughs) Dalot. Yes. He, he's a uh, Solshire's Darmian. Yeah. Oh God. Do you guys think that it's a good thing or a bad thing that Dean Henderson's actually coming back? Because I don't actually think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I I don't really like the competition between goalkeepers. I think that like you need to have a number one and that needs to be your number one. Never no, gonna no, se- ever gonna so sell Romero and then he and then Dean's gonna be like playing or if if maybe Dean plays in the beginning of the Premier League season to give date. Uh, Gosh, it's hard with two D names. <laughs> if if Dave, if David De Gea takes a break and he just lets Dean play for a bit, like I'm fine with that. But I don't want David De Gea to make a mistake and then like him switch to Dean and then vice versa. Like they're just not going to have any confidence, and that's not good for us. Well, like, De Gea even having oopsies without competition. I yep. mean, yeah, dude, but. His his center backs haven't exactly helped that, and this is what I tell everybody else: like like the fitness of our center backs. Like Harry Maguire had an okay start to the season. I thought it was like it wasn't like it was a long time ago, but it was an okay start to the season, and then he fell off the face of the earth. Well, 
Here, well, he here's the thing, all. too. And then I mean, games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he did start all those games. But compared to, you know, 2018-19, this defense is, you know, world-class compared to that defense. Yeah. Our numbers are way down. It's such a huge improvement that it's made those mistakes by De Gea stick out even more. Yeah. Because there's not that excuse of, well, we conceded three or four in this game anyway. And it's, I mean, I still want to believe that David De Gea is going to be, or rediscover his form. But I think that it's the right thing to do. And it's it's almost convenient for Ollie because Dean Henderson showed out as he did last year. I, I think it is a good thing to try and reignite, you know, this fire under David De Gea because it's. I agree with that. I it. think it's good for that reason, but that's that's kind and, of it. Like, and if it doesn't, and he keeps making mistakes, then you put in Dean Henderson. Like, and it's hard to accept, but you know, David De Gea is getting older. Uh, he's. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's a keeper. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I, I mean, if, if we if we put Dean Henderson in there, and he's challenging De Gea, and then you got Lee Grant in there to I guess challenge Dean Henderson. What are the chances then? If we could leverage, because right now uh, Romero's linked with Villa, right? Because they lost Pepe Reina, uh, he went back to Italy. I mean, my God, is there any way we can leverage Romero to kind of? cut down on that transfer fee of Jack Grealish. Like, I don't hate that. Because <laughs> I mean, Romero's always been too good to be a backup, but probably not good enough to be our out-and-out starter every single weekend. Like, let's turn him into something. Cause he, I don't think it, he it, wants another midfielder, though, even if it is an attacking midfielder. I don't know if they... I, think, I don't know. I'd, I'd like that, but I mean... I don't know. I think we need a center back... I think we're as likely to play Grealish, though, out on the wing as we would be central yeah. then. Especially with the way our team's starting to shape up. I mean, That's my fair. God, if we could give Rashford a rest every once in a while, that would not be a bad idea. Yeah. And that that kind of reminds me of the summer 2017 when we were quoted at something like close to 90 for Lukaku. And we paid 75, but we also gave them Wayne Rooney on a free transfer. So... I mean, this sort of stuff happens. I think we saw it again with Barcelona and Juventus this summer. The Kanich and Artur deal, you know. <laughs> we saw it in the NFL. You know, sorry, English listeners. But um, the uh, Olivier Bern talk about trade NFL. that <laughs> helped get the Giants, uh, you know, give them some cap space and give them additional pieces from the Browns before they made that Odell Beckham Jr. deal. So, yeah, did you hear Leonard Fournette got signed by the Bucks, dude? We're not we're not talking about NFL. Kind of former Jaguars player, and that we're done. Jaguars are a trash organization. Congrats on being in the Premier League again, Fulham. But uh, Shad Khan is your owner, so you're fucked. <laughs> I'm out, dude. I hate American football. I'm so glad Manchester United is going to start playing at the same time NFL's back. Good God. Nathan, you know you can always join us. You can always join us on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon before it is officially a bandwagon. The factory of sadness? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm a um, I feel you. Yeah, the, I was talking with Matt about this. The three of us and Polly, Polly's a Jets fan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, 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 we've got the four like, saddest organizations in the history of the NFL. <laughs> well, I mean, at least the Jets. I don't know, the Dolphins are once... pretty sad. 
The Jets have yeah, Super Bowl. Browns have a million NFL championships. No Super Bowls, though. Yeah, we had Jim Brown. That's better than a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have a Super Bowl. The Jaguars Bowl. had a championship stolen away from the Patriots and have yet to have their redemptive strike. So I, I hate it. Let's, we're, we're, we're really getting off subject here. Let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think we're going to – I mean, I, I don't have any more subjects. I think we kind of covered – you know, the transfer pieces and, you know, it's the international break now. Keep so. calm and don't worry about Sancho. Yeah. You can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah, just play the new Tony Hawk. <laughs> you know, like, just, just vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, nah, yeah. that he's coming, dude. Yeah, that Kai Havertz post that, that Chelsea just posted, that, oh, that hurts because I really wanted him. My God. Yeah, he's a good one. Um, And that's just another, you know, good attacking midfield player that they have that's going to be coached up by one of the best attacking midfielders of all time. So yeah, that's a sign of good Fußballspieler. So, so uh, I just want to ask you guys this and then I guess. So if you think we sign Sancho, when do you think it'll be? October 9th. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I Um, hope it's not that late. I'm going to, let me pull up my calendar here. When's that? When's that? I kind of think after the international break, I kind of get a good feeling about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to say September 14th, 15th. I, yeah. That's a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's leading that's up a, to Manchester United's first game week. So Yeah, exactly. We're going to see. I mean, we're going to. He might have to quarantine, so we need him to be there then. Yeah, you're going to see Fab. He might have COVID. I mean, the way that some of these international players are testing. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, yeah, don't play. Don't, don't hang out with Pogba right now. Um, Fabs is probably going to tweet, here we go, on September 11th. It's Friday. They're going to be working the deal over. And then I think I think we when see... When are they done? When is his last game for England? Well, it won't be his last game for England. He's pretty Well, good. not his last... The, the last one he'll play before he goes back to Dortmund. I know, it's just... Yeah. It's we're going to see We're gonna see the, 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 red, the red graphic with the typography... Uh, England's last game of the international break is Tuesday, September 8th. Okay. Yeah, that gives them three days to... Yeah, to, I can they, see that. ...put the final ink on the paperwork. Fabrizio Romano goes full-on uh, Woj. It's like, the biggest the biggest deal in football is happening right now. Here we yeah. go. And, it, and I'm just going to be like... The one Romero we've to Villa, been, baby. The one I've all been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I'm hoping it's right after the international break. Yeah, it is, it's crossed. perfect timing. It'll be just enough time for FIFA 21 to update the rosters, <laughs> and then I'm gonna feel the need to buy this damn game that it doesn't want to matter. Buy. Their faces aren't gonna look right. <laughs> oh, Jaden's will. <laughs> Bruno's looking weird. Bruno will not. And Mason Greenwood is still generic youth player number 10 face or whatever. Oh, also one last thing we didn't mention. Oh, he got number 11. Yeah. With the uh, Donnie. Uh, yeah. Signing. Um, how funny is that that he's dating Dennis Bergkamp's daughter? Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Bergkamp was apparently a big part of this transfer as well. I mean, he's an IX legend as well. Uh, part of a long but also storied a- production line. But yes. He also gave us a trophy. <laughs> At us Arsenal fans. <laughs> the Bergkamp line is uh, up the fucking Reds and not the Gunners. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that'll about do it for us. Uh, I've been Colin. I've been Matt. I've been Nathan, obviously. (laughs)